Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to a very special Masters Week edition of the Four Press Podcast presented by GolfWeek.com. I'm your host, David Dusek, and this week my guest is David Weston from the Augusta Chronicle. David is not only a writer with the Augusta Chronicle, but he's also an Augusta resident. So I thought that he would be the perfect person to talk to about what it was like in Augusta back in March when it was announced that the Masters was being postponed. David also talked with me about the economic impact of the Masters on the town of Augusta and how Augusta National is going to play differently in November than it typically does in April and how working at the Masters this year is going to be very, very different. So sit back, relax, pull up some pimento cheese, maybe a little glass of sweet tea, and get a feel for the Masters from a local's point of view. Get stronger, hit longer, and end pain with Golf Forever. Created by Justin Leonard and co-author of the Younger Next Year Back Book, Dr. Jeremy James, Golf Forever is the take-anywhere online golf fitness program that helps you build a body prime for golf. It's simple, safe, and it works. At home, in the gym, on the golf course, Golf Forever's easy-to-follow exercises, warm-up routines, and course management videos will help you play your best pain-free. Sign up today at GolfForever.com and use promo code GOLFWEEK for a free 14-day trial. And now, without further ado, I'd like to welcome David Weston from the Augusta Chronicle to the Four Press Podcast. David, how are you doing? I'm good. Thanks a lot for asking me and having me on the show. Oh, no, absolutely, absolutely. This is, uh, this is a big week. It's finally here. It's Masters Week, and I can only imagine for a resident of Augusta and a person who has been going to the Masters for a long time, I would imagine there was a sense of relief, like it's finally here. What's the tone in and around Augusta, Georgia right now? Well... Um, most people are just, they were very afraid it would get canceled. Uh, so the fact that they just postponed it to November was a relief. And then uh, also it, it, once the pandemic, uh, people saw how serious it was, they weren't surprised when they announced that there wouldn't be patrons either. There was no, mm-hmm. you know, people had prepared for that. And, uh, <clears throat> So, you know, it's just, it's kind of weird. It's a weird strain. It's going to be strange because there, there's no buzz in in the city because, hmm. uh, you know, nobody can go to the tournament. Yeah. And there's nobody, uh, you know, outside the gates walking. There's nobody trying to, uh, you know, buy a ticket. Uh, there's no, uh, concessions or you know just there's nothing traffic's probably moving along washington washington road just fine right so i live about 10 minutes away i got here i thought i had everything i needed i left my laptop at home so i I just rushed (laughs) back and i was back in you know 15 minutes so um there was no traffic at all there's no uh you know cops on the road directing traffic like it usually is uh, you know as a uh, as a reporter it's kind of uh, uh, positive to me. 
mm-hmm. I I never really go out on the course to watch the action because you can't see it. There's yeah. so many people. You're like five and six people back, and just if you want to cover it, you're better off watching it on TV where they can go from hole to hole. But this year, uh, we're allowed on the course, just us, the media, and the volunteers, and there are not many of those. So, I mean, I'm actually going to go out there and watch and be able to, you know, get a more of a feeling for what's going on being there, in, you know, like right next to the players. And, uh, for instance, they don't have ropes out there because there's no fans. They just they put these dotted lines out there where the ropes would be. And you just have to stay to the left or right of those dotted lines. But for instance, number 12T, that thing is part three, uh, you can walk right down behind the T now because there's usually a million people there and they're in chairs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you can just walk right down there and <laughs> watch them tee off on the most famous part three in the world on Sunday afternoon with the tournament hanging in the balance. It's gonna, you know, so to me, that's a benefit. I mean, I know that I hate the fans aren't here, but it's going to help me cover the tournament better. (laughs) So getting back to my favorite subject, which is, which is me. Yeah. It's for, for a media person, it is always for me going to the masters is a fantastic opportunity to see players on a golf course that we've all come to know and love. and, And it's, we all know it so intimately. It can be frustrating from a work standpoint because, as you point out, it's one of the few events, really the only event that I go to, where I don't have inside the ropes access. Photographers and media people have to stay outside the ropes just like the patrons. And that means depending on where you are and the groups that you're following, if you're following somebody who's not named Tiger Woods or Phil Mickelson or Rory McIlroy, you can usually get a pretty good view of the action. But if you're following the leaders, certainly on the weekend, you are – either two or three holes ahead, or you got to get real sneaky and crafty about your viewing, in which case you're not close, but you've got a clear line of sight, or you're looking over five or seven sets of shoulders along the rope line, and that can make it hard to do your job. Now, I know everybody out there listening is saying, cry me a river, um, but <laughs> we've, we've got stories to write, and we've got things that we need to accomplish, and and, and I agree. Oftentimes, the, the tournament itself, to follow the tournament and the action as a whole – it's much, much easier, and you can do a much more thorough job inside the media center watching on TV because there are not big electronic scoreboards flashing highlights around Augusta National. There are not any real electronic anythings going out there. The, the, as, as everybody sort of knows from watching the broadcast, the, the scoreboards are done manually, and you're not allowed to bring your phone out on the golf course, so you can't keep up with who's in the lead. You're relying on all this stuff. It's it's pretty difficult. Let's backtrack, though, a little bit to March. What was the initial reaction, and you hinted upon it a little bit, when the Players' Championship cancels the action on Friday and the COVID-19 pandemic really sort of hits the sports world as a whole? What what was the initial tone? Was it pretty clear right from the get-go that, that the Masters was not going to happen in April? Or what... Walk me through, if you can, a rough timeline of, of what was happening and what was the tone in the town. Uh, well, it wasn't. There was after that second round of the players was canceled. It was about five days later or less that the Masters announced that they would be postponed. And right. then in April, the time here's the timeline. In April, that's when they announced when the postponed date was going to be. In November, mm-hmm. there was all these theories that it was going to be in October. People were booking hotel rooms in October. 
I remember. Uh, you know, trying to get a good deal. But uh, that didn't happen because at that time, people thought that there were going to be patrons here. So then April, they announced no, uh, it's, I mean, that it's going to be in November. And then uh, it was a couple of months later that they announced there'd be no patrons. So it's been a, it's been a, about four different announcements to get to where we're at now. And it's interesting that um, right after the players' championship, they they froze the field mm-hmm. to to this master where um, you know anybody, for instance, like Daniel Berger. It's been, I was going to say frozen. M- m- much got, to the chagrin of Daniel Berger, they froze the field. Yeah, exactly. He, there's like three other guys too that would be should you know that not should, but they should have played better. You know that was just the way it was and. Uh, you know, like uh, Carlos Ortiz won yesterday. Well, I didn't get him in. You know, normally, that would be an exciting story. A guy won in Houston, and that got him in the next week's Masters. Yeah. But uh, that that didn't happen. You know, we had a big plan for the paper today that, uh, you know, the winner, uh, that was going to be our big centerpiece, the winner of Houston, you know, now he's riding high coming into the Masters. Yeah. Uh, like, guess what? That happened because he wasn't in the Masters. <laughs> it uh, it made for some interesting stuff. Talk for talk about a little bit about the um the economic impact of the Masters on the city of Augusta, because as with any other major sporting event, certainly one that happens over the course of a week or two, there are a lot of there's a lot of money that gets the the restaurants, hotels, um, different things that go around outside the gates of the Augusta National. What was the effect on those businesses? Oh, yeah, in addition to the fact that there's a pandemic that's putting the clamps on a lot of things. what? How did that affect everybody in town? Uh, well, that, it was, I did actually did a story on that. And uh, one thing you didn't mention was people rent their houses for thousands yeah. and thousands of dollars. And, uh, that, of course, that, that money is not coming in. And uh, it's, it's unclear if some people got they got an early payment if they had to return that or they're just going to count for April. But mm-hmm. um, like T Bone's Restaurant, a steakhouse here in town, is is, yeah. is the most popular restaurant. And I talked to the owner when they announced no patrons, and he said, "Well, we're just going to have to scale back because." He never orders. He told me how much extra meat he has to order, but he doesn't order it until a cup a week or two before the tournament. So it, it didn't. They're not losing money because of that in that regard. But yeah. uh, there's a big theory that there's a lot of we won't know until this week plays out. But there's a theory that a lot of out of town people are coming into town just to uh, watch it on TV at the restaurants and bars and try to be a part of it in that way. Um, Interesting. There's there's a big uh, new hotel in North Augusta right across the river that um, uh, had a story in the paper today that they're sold out. So uh, that kind of people just people just want to be around the action. Yeah, they just they just want to be there. They want to be be there and sort of feel it, hanging out at the Partridge Inn or hanging out at T Bones or or something like that to experience their masters. I would imagine those are people who are going to be driving. Um, I can't imagine too many people flying to watch an event on TV, but this is, as they say, a, a tradition unlike any other. Do they? Do I have it right also? Because I have stayed in rented houses before. School is canceled 
for the kids during the week of the Masters in April, right? Well, it normally is. And then so yep. they uh, changed it when they announced it the November date. So all these schools went and said, okay, that's going to be our our fall break instead of spring break. So they, they oh, said, okay, okay, no school that week. And then when they said no patrons, well, they took that back and they added, <laughs> uh, they added a couple of those days to Thanksgiving. And to so now, so now Daniel Berger's not happy. And now the kids of Augusta, Georgia are not happy either. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's just, uh, so many things that you're, you're used to see happen, you know, like, the drive chip and putt is always Sunday. And, of course, the women's amateur was Saturday starting last year. And so those what I call today in my stories, like the uh, the, the lead-in events or the preliminaries to the main event was not being held. There's no part three tournament because that is so much for the fans. Right. Uh, so so there, there's so many things. Like, it's unclear also about the green jacket uh, ceremony. You know, they do it in Butler Cabin for CBS. Well, that's a little cat. And I think it's going to look weird. You're having social, uh, social distancing uh, there. Well, so yeah. they always also, after that, they go to the outdoor green, uh, putting green outdoor and have uh, another ceremony. So that might be what they do. Just one ceremony in outdoor this year. Now, obviously you but, are at Augusta national right now. Everybody as I understand it, who is going to be on the grounds is getting tested. Is that correct? Um, well, everybody who's here had to get tested for today. Like I got tested on Saturday mm-hmm. uh, on Augusta National Grounds. It was a drive test. I had my results in 30 minutes. But uh, and then they, when you walk in, they take your temperature and ask you a bunch of questions. But it, you know your badge has already been uh, checked to say that you passed your COVID test. Right. Which is, is that, which is, is similar to what, yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead. Was that the question you were asking? Yeah, it's, it sounds like it's very similar. So I've been to two PGA Tour events. I was at the Travelers Championship in June. It was able to maintain its, its date on the calendar. And all media people and everybody basically on the grounds was tested before they were allowed on to, you know, to, to go into work. Media members, we all we all got tested. Then I was at the... Northern Trust, which was the first event of the FedEx Cup playoffs at TPC Boston. That was, as I recall, beginning of August and was not tested there. Um, but social distancing obviously was, you know, in, in full swing. We had our desks in the media center. We're, we're well away from one another. And then I went to the U.S. Open, um, all of these being very close to my house. I live in central Connecticut. So the Travelers for me is 30 minutes away. I slept in my own bed. That was fine. Um, driving to Massachusetts, it was a little over an hour and a half to that golf course. So I stayed there. But then the U.S. Open, everyone was tested before they were allowed on the ground, similar to, to your experience. And we were also given the opportunity, and I, I took advantage of it, to get tested on the Sunday that we left. Um, the feeling was, you know, you've been around lots of people and everyone tests negative, but it's nice to know when you're leaving that, uh, as of like lunchtime Sunday, as the leaders were getting ready to go off at Wingfoot, I tested again and, and thankfully came back testing negative as well. Um, 
So you were able to go through and get tested this weekend and you got your results back in 30 minutes. Had you been tested before for any other events that you've covered or is this the first time that you've gone to a sporting event where you had to get tested? That was the first time and, you know, it was very efficient. But it was scary because, you know, my wife had been coughing for a couple of days Mm -hmm. and, you know, it kind of scared me. It's like, what happened if, if I got it from her? And, you know, there's a lot of people, there's no hardly any European writers here because they didn't want to make the trip where they would be quarantined. Right. So the media center is, social spacing is unbelievable. Like there's, you have like, so my seat, and then there's two seats empty on each side. And that's, that's how they've done it. There's less than a hundred, uh, you know, media in the uh, arena they call it and uh, you know I, I'm not sure how many they usually have but it's about probably 20 to 25 percent of what it normally yeah. is uh, the Chronicle Chronicle used to get about 10 to 15 working press credentials and we got four this year and I can tell you that um, golf week typically la- I mean well last year 2019 I believe golf week had six um and then if you add in usa today got one or two and then we have photographers obviously who are also on site um it's a it's a it's a it's an entourage you know major media outlets are going to bring troops of people and this week we're thankful to have you and your colleagues from the chronicle there uh within our network and this is one of the nice things about gannett having a big network like this is we can take advantage of, of your expertise as well as steve demeglio and Adam Schupacker both going to be on site. And I believe Christine Brennan from USA Today is also going to be on site. But everyone's going to be a country mile away from each other. It's just going to be a, a, a much more different thing. And that it's almost like an amphitheater. I mean, I was at the old – I was never in the Quonset Hut. My days don't at the Masters don't go back that far. Um, but the old media center was literally an amphitheater. And it, it, was, it made it very easy to sort of work with your colleagues and keep in good communication. It'll be a little bit different – this year, I would imagine. Let's talk a little bit about the golf course and how things are going to be different um, for a November Masters as opposed to an April Masters. What is Before we get into some of the specifics, because I understand that rain's coming, but how is the weather typically different aside from daylight in November in Augusta, Georgia, than when we would get typically the second weekend in, in April? Right. Well, other than the rain, it's coming and it sounds like um one day is going to be bad the rest will be uh, thunderstorms that come and go uh the, the weather is actually like april it's 82 today 80 tomorrow nice. high high 70s the rest of the week so that is the same but the in the fall the atmosphere of course is different and that makes the ball if it was cold it really would affect the slide of the ball but, but it also, I've been told, you know, just the kind of the time of the year that the ball is not going to go as far in the air. And then, um, they, you know, they have Bermuda fairways during the Masters. And they, for the winter part, the club opened in October, early October. Uh, they oversee with rye. Well, the Bermuda is still hanging in there a little bit. And the grass is a little bit of both right now and it's soft mm-hmm. and, and it's going to get 
softer with the rain. And uh, apparently they haven't been able to really cut it because it's wet. And the rough is, is is much higher than normal. The second cut, they call it. So, Interesting. And the thing is, if it's going to start raining, they're not going to still be able to cut it. So it could. Uh, the ball's not going to roll as much because it's all fairways. You're going to get mud balls. They've never done the lift clean in place here. So that's not going to happen. So all, no. you add all that together, and the scoring is going to be higher. And the putting is going to be the same because the rest of the Nationals, those sub-air greens yeah. underneath the and so they can they can make them in any way they want. They can get them exactly like in April. So the way that I understand it from um I've I've had a chance to talk with the folks who who know all about these things at Titleist, and the way that they explained it to me is that they said that um when when the air gets colder, it gets more dense. And the golf ball a golf ball at seventy degrees will go about three percent farther than a golf ball at 50 degrees, with everything else being the same. The same thing happens when you get into humid air. Now, sometimes when you go someplace where it's really hot before a thunderstorm and you and the ball still flies and carries, it's just because the temperature is up so much it almost offsets it. But if you get a 70-degree day that's humid versus 70 degrees that is dry, the ball doesn't go as far through humid air. It's it's more dense, and therefore you're losing a little bit of distance. Um, it's fascinating to me to hear that with the softness of the golf course, that the second cut could be higher, um, because as you say, like there really is no quote unquote rough at Augusta National. It to me is one of the fascinating things. It allows players opportunities to try and escape. It's almost teasing them into trying to go for it because you, you're getting a better lie than you certainly would at a, a typical U.S. Open venue or sometimes even that you get at week-to-week PGA Tour events. Um, and the pine trees that obviously are so iconic around the golf course, it's not like they're cone-shaped pine trees that have a really wide base. You you see the 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 tree, but the foliage, such as it is, is usually up. So if you can sort of swing the ball between or underneath the canopy, it it can be played. Um, it'll be fascinating to see, though, because, yeah, I, I agree. Can you imagine a world or what has to happen for them to play lift, clean, and place at the Masters? Yeah. Well, you know, one thing that I haven't really heard much about, but without fans, uh, so there's a number of any pro turn of PGA Tour event, the fans are circling the greens. They're on the fairway, especially in the Masters. They're, they're lining both sides of the fairway. And, and a player hits a Aaron shot, like he's flying the green, or it's going to bounce over the green. Well, it hits the people and stops. Well, that doesn't yep. happen now. And it, it's amazing to me that the scoring average for the PGA Tour has been pretty much the same since, you know, I know they had fans in Houston, but before they had no fans. And yep. I, I just thought that was, I thought that would be a big disadvantage for the players, but maybe they're just so good that they don't, you know, you see them over, you know, fly a green, they get a flyer out of the club or something, and the, and the fans stop it. And, and, you know, you and I are out there playing golf. We don't get that. The Sneak is a true crime podcast from For the Win in USA Today, and this season is on a surfing champion whose life took a violent, tragic turn. Within 30 seconds, they're both dead. 
The Sneak Murders at Whiskey Creek is out July 29th, wherever you get podcasts. Yeah, it's, um, so a little bit of news is breaking as we're recording this on Monday morning at around 1045. Our colleague Tim Schmidt uh, just has posted up the story on golfweek.com based off of Twitter from the Masters. Sergio Garcia has informed Augusta National Golf Club that he will not participate in the 2020 Masters tournament due to a positive COVID-19 result. So that is our 2017 Masters champion uh, being forced out of this year's tournament. Um, what What is the plan if a player shows up? Are you aware of if they show up at the Masters and test positive, what, what happens? I mean, if they go through, you know, and they show up at Augusta National as you did, they, they test positive. For you, you would have... I would assume just go home and keep to yourself and, and try and just take care of yourself and everything like that. Do you know, is there a, what, what happens to players who might arrive at Augusta national and then test positive? Um, I think they have to, uh, have tested like, like we did the media the day before you arrived. That was the deal. I mean, you mm-hmm. can, I did it two days before I arrived. I could have done it three, but I did, you know, you got to do it before you arrive. So you can't spread it when you get here. So that's very uh, interesting about Garcia because Joaquin Newman, uh, of course, he had to withdraw. So that's the second one. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm actually working on a story for tomorrow about the, the, the difference between the April Masters and the November Masters for players' form, the way they were playing coming into that Masters and the way they're playing now. Yep. It, it's, it, it's helped a lot. It's hurt some. One of the people it helped was Sergio Garcia. He won a tournament in between there. And he had gone, I don't think he'd won since a, a PGA Tour event since the 2017 Masters. So he was one of those guys I was going to put on my list for tomorrow's story about it's really going to help him. And now, you know, he's not going to be here. And I wouldn't be surprised if there's others. I mean, um, Dustin Johnson, you know, he had to sit out for, I think, 14 days. And... Uh, you know, he he was one of the guys on my list about he missing two tournaments coming in here, but then he played great in Houston last year. Last year. So um, it's it's uh, it's a whole different world. Like my wife got a kick out of uh, she she heard on TV the other day that the NFL somebody players go on the COVID injured reserve list, and she's like, <laughs> never heard of that before. And wow. uh, so we haven't heard of know, a lot of things never, like that before. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, unfortunately so, for, for, there, for Garcia. An interesting thing. Yeah. Uh, so today at noon, Fred Ridley, the chairman of Augusta National and Masters Tournaments, having a press conference. It was only announced yesterday. But it's a new thing. And they're not saying what it's about, but uh, there's two theories. One is that he's going to announce some charitable contributions to fight COVID. But there's mm-hmm. also something we're hearing that is going to be very newsworthy. We're not sure what it is. It could be the Sergio Garcia thing, but uh, we don't know. So stay tuned at noon today to see what he yeah. has to say. That'll be interesting. So let's get into a little bit here. Let's uh, let's let's sort of you know uh, get into the story that you're writing. We I've been talking with several of our colleagues here um, from Golf Week. I talked to Adam Shupak last week. I talked to uh, Peter Costas, actually, a uh, former CBS on-course analyst. He used to sit in 13 Tower and, and watch 
a whole lot of Masters. There have been a number of players who the trajectory of their year has changed due to, to COVID-19. I think if you look at Rory McIlroy, um, the guy was living in the top five before the pandemic forced golf and the rest of sport to, to shut down in March. Having a tremendous year has not been able to recapture that form. Bryson DeChambeau was playing well before. Um, obviously has has won a couple of events now. The Rocket Mortgage um, wins the U.S. Open, is throwing around 200-mile-an-hour ball speed. So if you, if you hear a plink off of the glass um, of the media center there at Augusta, you know Bryson is probably warming up the driver, getting ready for his round and hitting it literally over the top. Tell me, tell me some of the people that you're you're eyeing and 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 how their their year has changed in your mind due to COVID. Well, Adam Scott is one. He was, uh, you know, he had won. Uh, like I remember talking to him at Bay Hill, which was the tournament for the players. Was the, so Bay Hill was the last full tournament, and he had won the Australian Open. He won another tournament, uh, leading into the Masters. He was playing very well, and uh, excited. It is, you know, and then there's three month break, and then he comes back and he gets COVID. So it has really slowed him down. He's coming in today for an interview, and uh, he, to me, was one of the guys that was going to be one of the favorites, and now not so much. I mean, he wanted to, he, he had to miss a couple of tournaments because of, you know, uh, yeah, that positive COVID, test. Positive COVID. Um, but Rory McIlroy is an interesting story because he was uh, just like top five for about six weeks in a row leading into the players. And uh, he doesn't normally play well in the spring, although he won the players the year before. He's not a, his record is not good. He's never won a tournament in April, I don't believe. Uh, but he usually plays good in the fall part of the season. So, that mm-hmm. was a theory that, well, it's going to be a trade-off. And, but, but he has not regained that, uh, you know, uh, form that he, he had hasn't. before April. Yep. And, and he's also, you know, he, he mentioned before he and his wife just had a child. And the week before that, he said, I just don't have like the motivation. Uh, you know, my caddy and I are trying to come up with bets and stuff to keep me into it. But I think if you think about it, his mind was on his, you know, a wife and they're about to have a child. Sure. sure. So, um, you know, he is, uh, I, w- I think he is one of the favorites, but of course, Bryson is by far the favorite because people don't realize that when he came back, when the tournament started back, the, the year started back in the fall, he had already put on some of that weight. And then in the, in the sw- uh, swing speed, then during the three month break, he just went crazy and he came back even more bulked up and stronger and, uh, uh, you know, the swing speed. So that helped him because he was playing good, but then he came back and he was just, he just nailing the ball now because of what he's done during that time. He had three months to just do that every day. So is there any, uh, any truth to the rumor that you're, you can report to us that Kirby smart is still actively recruiting Bryson and looking to get him on the defense? <laughs> I don't. It was a tough weekend for people in Georgia. Um, obviously, with 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 the Florida game going on. Um, the other thing I was wanted. I'm dying to ask you. So, pimento cheese sandwich for you is like not a big deal, is it? You live down there. You live in that culture. For me, coming down from the north, 
it's 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 the Masters officially begins when the leaders get to the back nine on Sunday, and I have my one and usually only one pimento cheese sandwich. So many of the things that we look forward to, you guys live for that. What is the over under on the pimento cheese for you this week? I'm gonna I'm gonna set the Vegas line at, at two and a half, um, but I got no, a hunch that I, the under is the smart play. I do not like. I don't like them, and you know it's really funny <laughs> because it's a North Carolina thing. It's not a. It's not a Augusta Georgia thing. It's just people yep. think it is because of the Masters, but it's a North Carolina uh, delicacy, I guess. But my <laughs> wife loves them. I don't. I go for the Masters Club, which is like a, uh, and a chicken play. sandwich. But they have all of that stuff here, and there's a, uh, you know, there's no merchandise on grounds, but. If you have right. a, if you had a ticket, or if you're media, then you can go to this patrons, uh, the website portal and buy stuff. And there's a thing they have for 150 dollars. It's called Taste of Augusta, <laughs> and you get all those sandwiches uh, sent to your house within two days. They've been uh, refrigerated the whole time, and you get all these other goodies that you would get if you were here. Yeah. So um, that's a little perk, I'm... and and they have a whole section of things. They have 2020 on a Masters because that'll never happen again. We're one being played in November. We so I, I I broke down and last week um, a buddy of mine who's a policeman whose son and nephew are big golfers. Um, I, I got I got that link and I had Joey come on over to the house because there's all kinds of security stuff. You can't just give it to everybody um, and sort of have them run amok on some things. They've got some security things in there. So he came over and. Um, got a t-shirt and, and sort of saw some of that stuff. And I did break down and pick up the print um, that's on the cover of what is, I guess, the 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 catalog or the program, if you will. Yeah, and the it's, journal, the, journal. it's basically, it's I think it's the 12th or the 13th, I forget off the top of my head, with foliage, autumn colors, sort of in the back of the trees. We, we think Augusta and we think dogwoods and azaleas. And, and all the beautiful flowers that you see around the golf course on TV, and we, we have the opportunity to see it with our own eyes every April. That, to me, was something very unique. That one was different. Um, I've never been huge into the pimento cheese stuff. I do fancy myself one of the, um, sometimes more than one, of the uh, the peach cobblers, though. And they do not have that ice cream sandwich with the peach ice cream. That's that's good eats. I, I can get behind that one. Um we, I can't let you go without asking you for a winner, since you've got the local knowledge. Who do you like this week? Well, I wrote a story today that uh, don't be surprised if there's a surprise winner, somebody who's outside the top 50 in the world, because if you think about it, it would, it would follow this whole theme of nothing about this tournament has gone as planned. It's been postponed. It's been uh, no fans. So it yep. just seems like that would be a perfect theme to carry through that somebody like, uh, you know, Trevor Immelman or Zach Johnson. Zach Johnson had a great career since he won. Don't get me wrong. But, but you know, there's some not fluke winners, but surprising winners. And, um, you know, let's just say maybe not one of the marquee stars uh, wins. Okay. Somebody. It, it so, would, but, you know, Bryson DeChambeau and um, he, he, he likes the attention. It's funny because he's just a nerd, you know, and he doesn't get along with Kepka. And Kepka is a cool guy. And so they don't get along. Uh, Kepka's always, uh, badgering him and making fun of him kind of on Twitter. 
And uh, there was a story in Sports Illustrated on Bryson, and there was a quote he said that he's thought about talking to uh, Kepka about certain things, and he's just like, no, it's not worth it. <laughs> so I'd love yeah. to see those two guys paired together in the final round going for the green you, jacket. If uh... – yeah, me me too. To be honest with you, it would be lovely <laughs> to to see those two. It because uh, those are two big boys, and um, I I have a feeling um, that uh, the coach Smart would be happy to have either of them, like with a number forty nine on his jersey and a nice cage face mask lining up because <laughs> they they would take a they would take a different approach to being a linebacker, but both of them are big enough to play it. Um, listen, I really appreciate David you coming on. Have a great week down there. Stay safe. And uh, once again, thanks for coming on the Ford Press. Okay, it's my pleasure. Thank you. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.